0: Yeah. Hello and welcome back to the Couch Shea Podcast. My name is Ryan Parker, and I'm joined at Matt. The Patriots are out of the playoffs. Chamberlain, what's up, Matt?
1: Hey, your Packers didn't win this week either.
0: Yeah, that's because they had to buy. They took care of business. <laughs> Got the one seed. That's
1: cute. Um, I'm alright. I'm okay.
0: Well, yeah. it's it's good to be back. We've uh, we're going into a long weekend. It's episode 130. NFL playoffs are in full swing for God, for for whatever reason. The Steelers are playing tonight, and it's just – it's not good. Currently, the score is 42-14. Big Ben's getting sent out the wrong way.
1: Again, was everyone secretly hoping for a tie just last week just so we wouldn't have to go through this?
0: What a bizarre – like, what a bizarro – thing to happen like uh, uh the last game of the NFL season having come down to a tie for a team to make it or both teams who are playing make it into the NFL or
1: to the playoffs um
0: yes to answer your question yes everyone wanted the tie
1: no one wanted to see this um uh, like I know basketball can't have a tie so I already know. That. but can you imagine like that in the NBA like like,
0: what scenario? What teams would it be like the Kings and like the Trailblazers playing in a play in game, and neither team can finish finish the deal,
1: and everyone's just breaking, and like there's no game in this game, and whatever. Like, the Kings, like, owner just like, comes on the court and be like, Look, just, <laughs> let's just get a tie. I'll pay. <laughs> we doing like a million dollars. Like, I don't care if the league finds me, we'll get ring it in the 10 seed, ring it in the playoffs. Just everyone miss. Okay. Dribble out shot clock.
0: And then anthony Simons just kind of flicks the ball up at the last second and banks it it's in. Like, and, yeah. Yeah. In. <laughs> <laughs> Does the Michael Scott bet, just catch you <laughs> on the flippity flip, banks <laughs> it in. Uh, <laughs> anyways, this podcast is about the NBA. It's about uh, not the NFL, not the office. It's about the NBA. And we'll eventually talk about serious things. Uh, But for now, let me remind everyone to follow us on Twitter and on social media at CouchGM Podcast. You can find us on Twitter and on Instagram. If you haven't yet, find us on the podcast platform of your choice and give us a rating. We would greatly, greatly appreciate that. If you missed episode 129... We talked about some New Year's resolutions. We talked about the Kings losing five pounds. I mean, making the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> some other fun ones. So that that's kind of always an evergreen one. You can go back and listen to that. COVID continues. I don't I don't. I don't even want to talk about that really anymore. It's just a hellscape that we can all not escape. Then we had uh, League Pass Teams of the Week. I had the Hawks. Matt had the Heat. And, Matt, the Hawks oh. might just be one of the worst defensive teams I've seen this year. They
1: just – Yeah, if Nate McMillan had hair, he would pull it all out. All I away.
0: think he would be bald already through the season. We're not even – we're just, like, at around half halfway point through the season. Mm-hmm. And uh, just whoever, whenever, no, no, no uh, paint protection, no rim protection – Trae Young gets abused on all sorts of screens. It's not a fun watch. They're currently 17 and 25 with this recording. All of that to say. Matt had the Heat, uh, who had the fortune of playing Hawks multiple times in the last yeah. couple of weeks.
1: There go.
0: <laughs> and now they are 27 and 16 uh, and able to take three games without Jimmy Butler. This Heat team just kind of finds ways to win. And it's just kind of, if you're like betting, if you're ever looking at like betting on the NBA, it's kind of safe to just take the heat, you know?
1: Like they're just letting, even with Jimmy Beck, it's just like Hero and Robinson are just chucking like 20 threes each. Kyle Lowry is doing his thing. And then they're getting production from Max Struess, from Caleb Martin, from PJ Tucker, from Omar Yurtsevin. Bam's coming back uh, here very soon. It's just been like ha- half these guys. It's like wh- who who are you, and th- th- just when? I mean, don't get me wrong. Maybe they didn't have the most difficult schedule. But like there was like a quality win against the Suns. Like like yeah, everybody healthy in there. It was very weird.
0: It's very weird. They're in the top four right now. The East tied tied up with twenty seven wins with some of the other top teams in the east and it's just a fascinating team right now to watch because that you're right they're not they haven't been at full strength and they've just found ways to win and it's kind of been an interesting season for them so far
1: so now let's go news um a trade the new york knicks again coming in early here uh this deal we can talk about this for a minute but uh cam reddish former top 10 pick in the nba draft um from just a couple of years ago uh is going to the knicks along with solomon hill and a 2025 second round pick uh, again all going to new york <laughs> uh kevin knox is going back to atlanta that's cool i guess um a protected charlotte 2022 first um it's like top 18 protected this year, top 16 the year after that, top 14 a couple of years after that. So I don't know, that might convey here in the next couple of years. And I don't know, I, I want to believe in the Hornets. So I think that pick will convey eventually. Um, <coughs> very peculiar trade here, Ryan. Usually you're not trading talented top 10 picks from two years ago for nothing. So, what, what what what's going on here?
0: I mean, I've seen a lot of speculation that it's uh the Hawks gearing up for another trade, like in theory for a Simmons trade or um, some other big player that's maybe available for them. That's all fine. I just can't like wrap my head around that this is the best offer that was out there for Kim Reddish. Like I know he's not necessarily perform the best but he did have some moments in the playoff series he hasn't really played all that well this year hasn't really shot the ball all the what all that well this year um he's eligible extension i think soon or is eligible extension so you could have him under team control for a while so you have this long runway for this wing young wing top 10 pick and you gave him number
1: up one recruit
0: right former number one recruit um, and you just gave him up for a guy who's not even gonna play minutes for you. I just have a hard time like justifying that trade um and I know you know the Hawks GM really good at his job, but i I think this is not a good trade for the Hawks at all. I don't like it and maybe you know we had text back and forth about it some Maybe it was like a locker room situation. I know he had kind of requested out during the summer because he wanted to be in a different situation. That's all fine. I just, it it seems like there are teams who need wings, three and D wings. And those are some of the hottest commodities in the NBA. And this is what you, this is the best offer. I kind of find that hard to believe. What are your thoughts, Matt?
1: that's what I keep coming back to also, whether it's a, and I don't know what to consider the next in this, but whether it's like a tanking team, like you can't tell me like Detroit or Houston or, you know, someone like that wouldn't have given you a similar or better package for Cam Right. Right. Or like a team that's maybe this is more like what New York is kind of like these mediocre teams. Like, even though you couldn't find the, the Kings or the Spurs or, you know, someone like that to give you a better deal I feel like you could have, or maybe, yeah, as you mentioned, like there some something that's like, you know, kind of like really going for it. And it's like, let's, let's bring this guy in. Let, let's bring this guy in. And if he works, then we have the best sixth man in the playoffs and if he doesn't work well, then we were still already like a top four seed in our conference. Like, there had to be something out there, it feels like. Considering what you got, I don't know. Dallas couldn't have made you a better offer. Like,
0: Yeah, that's what I kind of keep coming back to, too. Like, there's, there are other teams who need wings, and it just doesn't feel like – I mean, it, it makes sense for New York, like, take a flyer on a kid who might turn out to be a top-10 talent and really good and uh, a really yeah. special type of talent and – It just feels like Atlanta didn't get everything they could have in this deal.
1: Yeah, if I'm the Knicks, like I feel pretty good about this trade. You're you're doing it under the assumption that you're going to get the best out of Cam Reddish, which implies consistency with Mm. Cam Reddish because that's really the biggest point. Like he is very talented. Like we've seen the playoffs, we've seen it in flashes. It's just like I, from my observation he never knows what his role is going to be. And so he doesn't always seem the most engaged or like with it or like fully like, I'm going to do my job, you know? And in Atlanta, like he's gotten away with it in New York. Will either one, he'd be able to get away with it. Probably not because Thibodeau would bench everybody. Mm. Um, or two, where will they give him like the enough runway if he, shows, like, I'll play the defense to let him do his thing offensively. Considering New York needs a lot of offense, they might. But it's going to start with him defensively with Tibbs. Like, if we will get on the floor or not. That's Basically, a great so we'll get, They'll let him do whatever he wants offensively. That's
0: a great point. I wonder if, like, the RJ relationship helps with that. Like, getting him to a spot where he can um, be productive on the defensive side. I would imagine so. Like those, those, yeah. they're pretty tight. Um, it, it's an interesting thing because New York is gonna get an up close and personal view of this kid, and they're gonna get get a chance to. I mean, they have him under team control now. They can extend him and ha- to have bird rights and um, do all those things. And it's gonna be fascinating to see if he can kind of find a spot there. But I think you're absolutely right. Like he has to play defensively or else Tebs will just bench him and then he
1: won't play yeah and then right back to where you were right and a lot colder um now one trade that didn't end up going through was the bull bull trade um the pistons originally were supposed to acquire bull bull from the denver nuggets in exchange for Ronnie gruder and a second round pick However, that trade got canceled after Bobo did not pass the Detroit Pistons physical. Um, I mean, it, one, Bobo is, like, he's a 2K character. Like, what? So, like, in theory, like, a lot of people, like, love this idea of him. But, like, there's a reason he doesn't really play. And I think it also says a lot like Denver was willing to take a second round pick and Rodney Magruder for him. Like if he's as good as so many fans think he is, like you couldn't get you couldn't get Kevin Knox in a protected first <laughs> for Bobo. You know? Like, like oh. this is this is what Bobo's value actually is in the NBA.
0: You know, it's like it, you're right. He's an absolute two K player, and it's like fun to have him around. And you know, whatever, he, he, it's a nice idea, like you said. But yeah, at the end of the day, if you've watched any NBA like right, extended minutes of him, it's not really all that pretty. Like his rim protection is kind of terrible. He doesn't move very well. It's yeah, like all of eight, the things eight, you six, don't nine. want in a big man.
1: Yeah, for a seven six guy, like defensively, he's a disaster. Which is just incredible to think about. Um, and like Detroit's the exact type of team though that like would take a shot on that guy. And right. even we're like, hey, these medicals are even too messed up for us <laughs> <laughs> to give up a second round pick. Because basically Rodney recruiters like nothing for the sake right. of the trip. Like we wouldn't Detroit wouldn't give up a second round pick for bubble. Even whatever the problem is, let it get healthy and then but like I think it just feels like the problem is structural. Like it's just what he is. Like there's a reason people aren't built the way he is built. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was the thing in college, right? He had like that back issue. He played like a handful of games and then really never played again in college.
1: Yeah. So I'm not going to lie, Ryan. Bobo's NBA career might be just about over.
0: Ooh. Man, in the in the world of COVID, that that's saying something. When you're getting guys on ten day contracts, like, yeah, that's rough.
1: I mean, they basically it was like they brought in Boogie, and then like the next day or whatever, it was like, hey, we're trading Bobo.
0: Like,
1: it, like that's just like like we'd rather take whatever this DeMarcus Cousins is, instead.
0: like the guy who's pretty much out of the league, and has been banged up with like all sorts of injuries yeah, yeah we would rather have that dude than the young seven six guy we just
1: drafted yeah so i mean seriously even detroit's like yeah that's that's too much for us <laughs> like there's no further to rock bottom right like
0: man, that's rough be- to recover from i mean like i can't really imagine works. teams completely giving up on him like he's got to get g-league shots right like he's oh, gonna yeah. get some run there but yeah, I mean, like his long-term NBA career, yeah, it's just not gonna happen.
1: I would say maybe Orlando, just maybe Orlando. But like, can see, they play him
0: at point guard? Can we get <laughs> can we get the five center lineup? Is that still possible for Orlando?
1: That's be a thing. Uh, like seriously, he might need to go play overseas. Mm. Like, go play in China, dude. Like, make a bunch of money in China. Doesn't matter about defense over there. Like, just go score a bunch and, like, be like this weird, like, you know, just action figure over there or something. Like, you know. Just like become the league MVP. Yeah. Just turn around and just, like, put the ball in the basket. And just... uh, enough bubble. We're done with this. Um, other bits of news. Craig okay, Thompson returned. That was really fun. Um, has been fun. Is fun. Uh, love the whole drama you know acting it out a bit and just really embracing it i think that's really cool um all-star voting is happening it thoughts ryan any anything here
0: so like fan vote accounts for some of it and there's like some egregious thing like carmelo being higher than like darius yeah. garland and like some of the other like notable bigs like cat and gobert and I just like, I've gotten to the point with all star voting. I just don't care. Just like, whatever. It's, yeah. I think we talk about this every year. And it's just, I'm, I've, like, I've protested from voting. Like, I'm not voting on the all star. Like, it's dumb. Like, I see tweets like two times voting for all stars. I'm not voting. I'm sorry. When Ben Simmons is able to be nominated for an all star spot, I'm
1: out. Yeah. Andrew Wiggins is third in the West front court right now. Like,
0: he's on. having a fine year, but like, yeah, like that kind of stuff.
1: Like, Draymond should be higher than him. Cat should be higher than him. Like, Rudy should be higher than him. Like, come on, like, what are we doing here? Paul George should be higher than him. Like, I mean, no one wants to like, no one wants to watch Andrew Wiggins. Like, stop it. Like, he <laughs> having a good year. No one wants to watch him.
0: Can we, know, get, can we get – can we get – can we get Andrew gone. Wiggins versus Karl-Anthony Towns in the All-Star game? Can we get, like, a one-on-one, like, two-minute stint of that?
1: Uh, I just – I'm very over this. Like, how is – like, LaMarcus Aldridge's 10th in front court for the East? You know? Can we, yeah, that's – Fleet- guards? why is Darius Garland ninth? For guards, can we get, please get Trey Young out of here? I'm so over this. <laughs> Darius Garland's been so much better than Trey Young this year, so much better than Trey Young. So much better than Trey Young.
0: Um, I, I, yeah, I just I, I have a hard time when every time you look at all star voting, it's just hard to care about any of it. Not, I mean, like, uh, you know, I don't watch every single NBA game, and I'm not the smartest guy around. Don't. Don't hear that. I I just, like, have a hard time. Like, this stuff matters when we talk about, like, you know, putting someone in the Hall of Fame and all of this stuff. Like, we talk about All-Stars and how many times they've appeared in the All-Star game. And it just, like, doesn't matter. Like, we just got to disregard this All-Star appearance metric.
1: Like, I get why the League wants fans, right? It's all about entertainment and all that bit. But, like, shouldn't be controlling this much. Should not be controlling this much.
0: It's so stupid. Like I feel like we should have like what would the fans vote for, and then like actually what it should be.
1: Yeah, give the fans like twenty five percent of the vote, not fifty. You know something like we don't need. Is it twenty
0: five percent now?
1: Did they change that after like some of the
0: dumb fan vote from a couple years ago? That's not fifty. You might be right. I might have just made that up. I might just be wishful that the league fixed it to twenty five percent. Could be ten um can we make it five can we make it like little as input as possible
1: uh we'll go on some injuries and then we'll get started started here uh draymond's out a couple weeks um n- slightly concerned i don't know it's like weird back and leg stuff uh katie out four to six weeks that just happened um with that sprained to mcl thankfully nothing worse but not good either uh zach Levine. uh Came out with a knee injury. Thankfully, MRI came back pretty good. So he'll be reevaluated in a week. Hopefully he'll be back in the next couple. Even though Demar is carrying that team pretty well. And then Damian Lillard this may maybe the biggest one out six weeks with an ab injury. This Portland team is just a, a disaster. and Outside of a couple recently hot Anthony Simons games, they're, they're just awful. So... Their
0: season is like the Titanic right after it hit the iceberg. Not about and not like sinking yet, but about to sink. Yeah,
1: I'm worried they're gonna think, like, oh, this is just gonna be like our Golden State year from a couple years ago when Golden State landed the, the number two pick. And they're just like, oh, we just have to, you know, okay, let's see you ride it out, keep all the guys, and let's do it again. And we'll be back to being the, you know, three seed in the West. And I'm worried we're, we are definitely past that point now. So, all right, Ryan, you ready for the, Trade deadline.
0: Let's talk about some buyers and sellers of the trade deadline, Matt. We're under T-minus under a month away from the trade deadline, and we need to find out, wade through, who are going to be the buyers and sellers of the trade deadline. Matt, let's start with you. What you got? Who's who's a buyer or seller here? And
1: convince me. Convince me why they should be a buyer or seller. I'm start here because just, I just need to get this one out of the way. I don't know what you call them. But the Lakers are definitely on this list. <laughs> they're, they're, a yes, in, <laughs> yes. In theory, they're buying, <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, okay, this Russ bit. Did we see the? Did we see the Aaron Gordon thing last night?
0: That was pretty good. Yeah, the body check and then the the, the uh, smack talk. It, Russ has had the, quite the week. In Sacramento, getting the cold as ice treatment after cold as ice. after every shot. I mean, <laughs> I'm a Russ guy, and I thought that was really
1: funny. That was really funny. I, I'm i also like, sad that the reprimanded the Kings on that. Like, stop it. They did something right for once. <laughs> <laughs> Russ
0: did have a pretty good clap back. Yeah, he did, but I don't care
1: about it. Yeah, um, whatever.
0: Anyways, moving
1: on. But I think if you didn't see the Aaron Gordon bit, definitely everyone should go look it up. It, to me, it just kind of epitomized Russ this year. Like, he mm. just got absolutely shut down on the lane, tried to, like, tough guy it, went absolutely nowhere, flopped, got bailed out with the ref's whistle, and then tried to act like the tough guy again. And Eric Gordon, Aaron Gordon just looked at him like, I will smack the crap out of you. <laughs> like, like I'm, like, four inches bigger, like, 20 pounds heavier. Like, Like, I'm looking down at you. Right now, and you just like act like the tough guy and you're down and like what lost by like 30?
0: Yeah, something and crazy then, like that. So, like the uh, mediocre Nuggets team. It's yeah, it's missing
1: half their team. Right, right, right. And you have LeBron and Ross in that game. So, I, I want to point where you to be like, this, I mean, we've talked about this on the pod. This is just abysmal. Like, this isn't going anywhere. Like, Russ's misses, it's not just that he misses, and it's not just that he takes shots. Like, his misses are so bad. Mm. You know, like... They're essentially turnovers. Yeah, like, they are, like, hitting just, like, that literal, like, side of the backboard. Or, like, they're not even... Like are, like, are you trying to bank it in? Like, are you taking, like, an 18-footer and trying to bank it in? And, like, you're missing the square. Like... <laughs> like it's so bad i was like dude we we can't keep doing this right it this has i mean but it always back to like what are you trading you know right Theory. you can cobble together some contracts and like throw it together whatever but like if you're los angeles you have to start coming to the realization that this isn't winning a championship and whatever you gotta sell like or minimally get back as long as it can be viewed as semi-helpful i think you just got to do it and pray ad comes back and it's ad like hype prime ad because I, whatever this russ is it ain't going to get you a championship with or without ad
0: yeah i mean it we both talked about it when the trade happened and there was a lot of talk about it. It's just this fit with Russ and LeBron and AD, especially when AD's not shooting the ball well and they're not able to fill that spot with someone who can uh, stretch the floor and shoot the ball. Um, and with like what Russ is good at, and at this point in his career, it's not exactly helpful to have him in a particularly ball-handling, ball-dominant, Roll, yeah, especially with LeBron on the floor, right? Uh, and like, there's maybe some cute things you could do pick and roll with, you know, has, have Russ as the screener, all that stuff. And none of that stuff has worked for LA.
1: But like, and also, like, even if it does work, how how often are you actually doing that?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, you can't run that like 15 times game or 10 times game. Like, yeah. it's just not going to be productive. And LeBron needs the ball in his hands to make this offense run and Russ just doesn't have the jump shot. Like you outlined, he doesn't have the jump shot. He's never really had that type of jump shot. Defensively. He's all over the place. Can't really get a stop. So like, what, like, I, like, where do you put him? Like, ideally, I think at this point he could just run the second team, but having that transition to, a borderline bench player, with someone who's like a first ballot Hall of Famer, is not easy. We saw this transition with Carmelo a couple of years ago, and it didn't go well. Like he was pretty much out of the league before he found a spot in Portland. So I don't. I mean, buyout, maybe. I we hear like, yeah, this Russ contract's untradeable. It's been traded twice. Maybe this is the time that it's actually untradeable. I don't know what you're who you're training Russ to. Like, I don't know who's taking him. The joke has <laughs> been thrown out John Wilford Russ. Like, I don't think he's going back to Houston. I, don't, I mean, I don't know where else you put him.
1: Yeah. It's like th- n- nowhere seems to need him. Yeah. Like, I think that's ultimately what it comes down to is no one right. needs him. Like, I don't know. Could you? Go back and cobble together like some Kings trade, like I don't know, like Buddy Hill, Tristan Thompson, like I don't know. Does that? Do the Kings even say yes to that?
0: I mean, I guess it depends on what they do with the Iron Fox, because there's a rumor they're willing to trade him now.
1: I'd say it almost feels like yeah, some like one of those other guards, because now they would have Fox heel or Fox Halliburton. And Davion Mitchell, their top ten draft pick, and then Russ. It's like, yeah, like Fox would probably have to be able to move somewhere else too. And now you're effectively making this a three team deal. So, and that's just, I think it's the point is like, the Lakers can want to sell Russ all they want, but someone has to take him. And again, you can cobble contracts, but like no one wants Russ, or no one's gonna like want to create the headache like we just sent to the Kings to make Russ work there. And it's like he he's just not worth it. At this point, he's not worth the contract. He's kind of not worth the headache either.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like, you kind of have to have a system around him to make him like very good. Um, And it, it, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like there's a team who, at this point in his career, who would be willing to kind of bend their system to fit him. He might be, like I said, I think at uh, at, at this point, The best uh, case scenario would be for him to find, um, like a a role on the bench and someone who can
1: facilitate that. Can we? Can we? I don't know. One last ditch. Can we get him to the Spurs? Can we get him to the Spurs? Can we? What would the trade be? Dad Young, Dad Young, White, Zach Collins. Like, I guess if you're the Lakers, like you get Derek White and the idea of Thad Young. Could you do like get, a
0: three team? You might have to get a third team involved.
1: Money-wise, like that works. But like, yeah, the point being like, again, why, this first week why are we gonna take the ball in Jontay Murray's hands, though?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, like right. I, I guess like Russ might help Keldon Johnson get some more like catch and shoot corner threes. You know, like,
0: I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, the fit kind of, I mean, I guess, like, if you think about it, Demar was kind of that, but a better two-point shooter, like a mid-range yeah.
1: shooter. Just, like, Spurs convinced themselves, like, yeah, he's just Demar,
0: But, like, a little worse, and maybe, like, aging a little worse at this point. I don't yeah. know. That's kind of
1: interesting. Recoup it is- value though and then trade them in the offseason. I like, mean the point point being ultimately no one wants Russ. I don't want to watch Russ. Like I know the Lakers gonna be all in our sports center. I don't want to watch it. I don't care.
0: <laughs> uh okay so I'm gonna go to the other LAT. Mm. The Clippers. They're gonna be a seller. Um, they're going to be a seller for me because they have contracts like Eric Bledsoe uh, Marcus Morris. I think I got the right yeah. Morris there and uh, Luke Kennard and man, oh man. Uh, those are some really good salaries to make a trade. I Throwing this out here, Matt, would they entertain the idea of Ben Simmons? Cause they have the money to make it work. I know, like Philadelphia might be looking for you know an all-star caliber player, but could you could they do a medium trade for this year to help them for the playoff push and then redeal those dudes at a later time?
1: To feel like you need a third team, I don't hate it for the Clippers. I don't hate it. You know, like I don't know Kawhi is maybe out this year. I don't know. Now there's like the story of like, oh no, he might come back, like actually come back, which he never didn't believe that or not. I, this year's kind of lost anyway. Like Ben Simmons, like to be honest, like he's gonna need some games to get ready. And like you mentioned at the top, we're already halfway through the season, so right. we're really getting like the good Ben Simmons for like the last thirty games of this year anyway. Right. And you know, even if Kawhi comes back, like he's never. Played with Ben Simmons in a game before, and now all of a sudden it's like, "Hey, playoffs!" You know, so I doubt that works. I doubt it even happens. Like, why is not coming back this year? I I don't know. I like the idea. If you're the Clippers, I definitely make the call. I mean, like, as
0: you don't have any picks, you don't have anything to throw in. Yeah, that's the that's the one downside. But a combination of like Bledsoe, Canard, I mean, even Ibaka. Um, you might be able to get something done there. Uh, it's just going to be interesting because I think they ha- I mean, those contracts are. For Russell Westbrook, but... <laughs> uh, those contracts are, are, are some good salary filler. I mean, uh, not to get too crazy here, but could Dame be in the mix for the Clippers? Like I, they have the salary to make a lot happen here. And it's not; it wouldn't be ridiculous.
1: It wouldn't be ridiculous. I just think
0: I, they just have no picks. That's the thing. Yeah. Like that's the thing that you keep coming back to. I mean, We're I don't we
1: probably have to make that like a multi-team trade to get other things and like redirect some of those guys. But like, that's not totally conceivable. Then. I
0: just feel like Eric Bledsoe could kind of be a nice like backup guard in spots in the playoffs. Like, you don't – we've seen the, like, starting guard thing, obviously, multiple times not work out. Like, could you have him come off the bench and, like, be a defender, spot defender? I think that could work. I think if you're a playoff team, maybe making a playoff push, like, you can convince yourself of that. Depending on the price, like, obviously the Clippers aren't attaching anything, but maybe a second-round pick. Like, could you take Bledsoe on the money for Bledsoe? I mean, Oklahoma City might be a destination for Eric Bledsoe. They have the salary cap to do it.
1: Just everyone's gonna be an Oklahoma City Thunder at some point in their career. The
0: it feels like it. it this year. I mean, that they're really the only team who hasn't hit this, you know, salary mm-hmm. floor. So there's a lot there. But I just think they're gonna be a seller. I mean, knowing Like you said, Kawhi might be back, might not be back. I don't – if Paul George is out for the year with this elbow injury, like it's kind of been reported, I don't see Kawhi coming back. This year is essentially a loss. For the Clippers, for the Thunder, it's awesome. Get that pick high, high as possible. Um, I don't know. They, I mean, they have some contracts that they they can move to get under the luxury tax um, line threshold. And I—I I mean, they're not. I don't. I don't see them as a long-term playoff team. I think as the season goes on, it's just going to be more and more apparent that they're going to be toward the bottom of maybe the plan.
1: Yeah, probably right. I, I don't know. The bottom of the West is pretty rough. Yeah, I know. I said it from being, I really didn't love this Clippers team, but yeah, I'm like, even the Kings might get in the playoffs, and they're. <laughs>
0: Like, that's the thing, they're 21 and 23. And it's kind of not con- inconceivable that they could get to the six right now. I just think they're gonna fall off, especially without Paul George here shortly. Over yeah. the next like 10 games, they might end up being like 23 and 33 or something, or something like that, you know, in that ballpark. Um, which would probably put them out on the outside the plan.
1: Yeah, you're probably right okay let's go to my next one here we're gonna go to dallas oh in the west we we've kind of mentioned this west is kind of a just crap shoot right now denver's like winning you know they don't really have any guys outside Jokic. Is it los angeles like i don't know what you can do with them either team um I mean the Suns are good. We know that. We know the Warriors are good. We know the Jazz are. We think good. I don't know. Now there's drama. Maybe Utah. Who cares? I found Dallas. i would be like, you know what? Is there a guy on like a two year contract we could go get? And Ryan, tell me why Dallas should go get Jeremy Grant.
0: Man, that's the guy that's been floated out there, right? Like, that's the guy who's been. Everyone wants him. He's going to be the hot commodity at the trade deadline. And Jeremy Grant makes with Luka Doncic might be really fun. He's, I I think he's a little overhyped on the fact that defensively, like, yeah, you can put him on, like, LeBron James or Kawhi or Paul George, who might not be around this time in the playoffs. Um, But. He's that like 3-4 th- combo that can switch, defend most positions, can shoot it a little bit. And I think with like his role in Denver was perfect for him. And that would replicate again in Dallas. Um, yeah. and it would give a serious lob threat to Luca because he can go yam it. I love Jeremy Grant. I think he would be a great fit in Dallas. What what kind of contracts are you looking to give up? Like
1: Reggie Bullock? Bullock pal and a future first and a future second, like right. that
0: would get it done
1: for sure. Yeah, done. Like, that and you done.
0: have you have Jeremy Grant for what two years? What'd yeah. you say?
1: Yeah, still this year, next year.
0: I mean, so you get a, a, a trial run at the end of this year, and then you can decide if you want to extend him or not. Like sign me up for that.
1: You could run a playoff lineup of my guy, Jalen Brunson, Luca, Tim Hardaway Jr. Jeremy Grant, Chris Stops.
0: That's like a perfect lineup.
1: And still keep like you still have like Maxi Kleber on the bench. Um you would still have uh who else could you have? You'd still have Dorian Finney Smith. It's a good player. So and then like, you know, you just need like one or other guy. Like could you get Trey Burks a minutes or whatever? Like Willie Collie Stein if you needed another big, I don't know, like Bobon. They did wave Willie right. Kelly Stein today, right? Oh, you might be right on that. Because
0: um, they, you... who'd they bring on? They brought on another big, who's the, uh... anyways, your point, your point is very valid, right? That lineup flexibility that you have with bringing on a player like Jeremy Grant um, is helpful because he's that, he's that guy who can switch. He can, switch pick and rolls. He's not going to be hunted in a playoff series by any stretch of the imagination can help on pick and rolls with like guys like Jalen Brunson, Luca, um, when it does come crunch time and you feel comfortable throwing the ball out to him on the perimeter and making a play other than Luca.
1: Mm-hmm. Aside Marquise, Chris, that's who it
0: was. Thank you. Thank you. Uh,
1: but yeah, like again, I love the complete idea of this. Like, this makes complete sense. And Dallas, like, they have picks to throw around, which is what Detroit wants. Like, let's be honest. Like, Detroit does to care what player against this year.
0: Yeah, you could th- – I think, like, a t- heavily protected first, like a top 20 protected first and, like, a second could get that deal done.
1: Detroit has, like, a 2022 first and a 2024 first. Just basically, like, all right, Detroit, which one do you want? Right. It matter to us. And then, like, yeah, like a second. What do you want it this year? Two years? Three years? What do you, when do you want it? Like, it doesn't matter.
0: Because I, I think even like if you get that deal done early enough, you could flip a player like Reggie Bullock again or Dwight Powell to right. another team. Dwight like, you Powell
1: should be on a playoff team.
0: Right. 100%. The Lakers would kill to have that dude right now.
1: Yeah. Um, I bet you could. Yeah. If Detroit would make the move early enough, like they could. Yeah. Like you said, flip them again, get something else, you know, and I, I this deal, it makes too much sense to happen. Right. I like guess that's right. what's gonna happen, but I love the idea.
0: So, yeah. I well, mean, that's going to be one of the, like that. You'd figure that has to be one of the better offers there um, for Jeremy Grant. I like that idea. Love it a lot. It's a good one. So I'll, I'll give a buyer here. Matt, and I'm going to buy for the Hornets. Mm. They're currently sitting at the seven at 23 and 20. You're at the borderline of just making the playoffs, not even the play in the playoffs, uh, which the Hornets have been hungry for, for a long time. The question I think that you have to answer at this trade deadline is Terry Rogier and LaMelo your long-term solution? Like, is that going to get you where you want to go? Defensively, it's just not been very good this year. LaMelo is not a very good defender. Rozier has been fine. But I feel like you could package, like, Rogier and P.J. Washington and, like, really get an upgrade there. Is that a Jeremy Grant? Could you package contracts together to be a Ben Simmons team? That's kind of an interesting one for me as a Ben Simmons team. I don't know if they would go in for Ben Simmons because I feel like Michael Jordan would not be the type of person to buy into a Ben Simmons. Probably right on that one. But it gives you the defender, the rebounder, the the pair to go with LaMelo. Like it's, it's a bigger, better defensive version of LaMelo, right? And Ben Simmons. And that's kind of the idea there. Like, you don't have to put LaMelo in these situations where he's getting picked on. Um, You can put Ben Simmons there. And you get to keep LaMelo, Bridges, Simmons together for a while. And just kind of have this fun team who might might do something in the playoffs.
1: One. Freaking love the Hornets.
0: The Hornets are fun. They're a fun watch.
1: I... I want nothing but good things for the Hornets. Nothing but good things. I I don't think Rozier and Lamelo is like the long term backward answer, but yeah, you don't have to rush to make this trade. I think that's the important part. That's making-
0: a good point. Well, as uh, I think Rozier's like contract that you can trade him comes up on yeah. January 18th is as of this recording January 16th. So he's eligible to get traded yeah. at this trade deadline.
1: So he's like 27 also. So, like, you know, if you're going to trade him, it needs to be in the next couple of years, but like, he doesn't right. have to be this year. You do have like the Ubre contract also, the Plumlee contract, um, Ish Smith's on your books. Like, you have some other guys. And then, you know, you mentioned P.J. Washington, um, James Book Knights there, Kai Jones is there. Like, so they have some, you know, enticing young guys as like a low salary filler if you you know wanted to do something splashy I, i'm cool it's like one of those like if they buy as long as it's like a reasonable deal like i'm cool with it but also if they're like hey we're staying put i'm cool with it i think you know? the i think my other idea
0: was like if pascal siakam became available i know he's a little bit older and Probably like not exactly on this timeline that you have an idea for this team, but he would be another great pairing just in that team. He's a guy who can dribble, make something happen off the dribble, and defend.
1: Um, and can kind of shoot. Yeah, send PJ and Kelly Oubre, and practice just some, like Mason Plumlee in that also, and then run out like a lineup of Rozier, Ball, Bridges. Hayward Siakam
0: yeah like that's a fun lineup and I think that's a lineup that could get you in the conversation of maybe making the second round and at least making the second round somewhat frisky I mean you have to kind of build out that bench a little bit but I I like that idea of more than you're the Hornets you're not really getting many free agents right. so who 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 can you buy into at this trade deadline that's going to help you long-term and as rogier or Ubre, or whoever you listed pj washington are they a long-term fit that maybe you can find a home for them elsewhere and get some value back today to start building toward yeah that eastern conference championship maybe
1: yeah i think it's fun to think about the hornets creativity like creatively Outside of just like a Miles Turner trade, which is like the one everyone thinks about, you know, and I was like, right. that's a, uh idea. It's not, but like I think it is fun to think of them beyond that, because with Lamelo, like, the possibilities kind of are endless with what you can put with them.
0: Yeah, it, exactly. That's kind of my point. Like it, with Lamelo, the pairing—he's not as limiting of a player as we thought he was coming into the draft. And now it's just, you can pair pretty much anybody with him because he can kind of shoot. And that's not like exactly what we thought coming into the draft.
1: Nope. Yeah, no, he's, him alone, like he, he drastically changed his career trajectory because he did work on a shot, but also, therefore he also changed the Hornets trajectory massively. Right. Um, it's a great point. Okay, so we each have one left. I'll end mine with my beloved Boston Celtics. So with my Celtics, I gotta bring this back. It's smart. Hallmark a smart thing. Right. Can we just end this thing now? Like, we're dangerously in the in the Batman stage of like, you know, live too long and see yourself become the villain. Mm. We're in that bit, Ryan. Um, I mean, let's. Throw Dennis in there also. Like, can we just try and move (laughs) on with that also? But uh, I'm done. I'm done, Ryan. Like, it's
0: it's crazy how, like, this team is just turned. Like, they're currently 500, exactly 22 and 22, and outside of the playoffs. Like, they're not in the play in, they're not in the playoffs. They're the 11th right now. They're behind the Knicks, Matt. The Knicks have been a mess this year.
1: Yeah, including in like that I mean, we did recently beat the Knicks with the game four when forty eight went for like a thousand. Um, yeah, it just. And the fact that like, we scraped by the Bulls the other day, like it's kind of a ridiculous game. Got our tail beat by the Sixers before that. Thank God we got to play Indiana twice. You know previous to that like
0: and they like scraped by with like an over bizarre overtime yeah. win, right like it just
1: hate yeah. like needed a miracle to get us to overtime just it's not it we've talked it's not fun watching this team ryan like how did we finally get the development of robert williams and be like okay and it's just like oh yeah but the rest of this sucks like I'm not saying break up Tatum Brown. Like I'm not saying it. I don't know, maybe, but like I'm not for sure saying it. But like I love Al Warford. Like he he's wonderful. He makes too much money, but like he's wonderful. I, w- what are we doing though? Like we have all these mediocre wings on the bench. We have these two guards that like can't shoot. To be honest, like I don't know what Dennis does anymore. Nothing good. But he has, like, one random, like, 30-point game. And you're like, uh no, 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 no. Marcus, like, he, he still tries defensively, obviously. Like, he's a talented defender, but, like, this is this is run its course. And it's fine. And I'm not going to lie, Ryan. I'm kind of at the point of this, like, because I care about this team so much. I'm kind of cool if we don't make the playoffs. Because- I was just about to say that. It's going to be the wake up call of like look we're done with this crap like Brad blow not blow it up but reboot. Mm.
0: Yeah, it, it it it's kind of to that point where it, I mean going back to the bubble. These guys have played a lot of games, right? Like they've yeah. had a lot of games in a short, fairly short amount of time. And it, you're right. It feels like they need a full off season where they can just kind of recover and kind of just settle down for a moment because it looked like they were ascending pre COVID pre bubble. It looks like this team was ascending to something and it never got there. Whether that be because of COVID, whether that be because of the bubble, just never quite got there. Right. In the Eastern conference finals. Um, and maybe, maybe talking about a finals appearance and maybe a championship. The smart, smart Brown Tatum core, I think you're right, has run its course. You got to do something with smart. The tricky thing is like you said, there's not anything else. And it's at the point where Boston's going to have to start sending future first out, which has been something the franchise and organization has been unwilling to do. Yeah. So you got to figure, like, at some point.
1: Like, like, we got to hope, like, we can attach one of these wing guys, like Romeo Langford or something, and, like, that counts. Right. As the pick or whatever.
0: Right. Like, I don't – I don't know. I don't know what you do. I don't know what trade's out there. You're not really a candidate for any, like, splashy name. And maybe that's okay. Maybe it's time to reset. I don't know, like, looking ahead to even free agency, we're looking past the trade deadline now. Like, what does this team do? Like, what do you do here? Like, you have two max players that's taking most of your cap space. Who can you go sign? Like, what are you making this team better on the margins? Like, you need a draft pick to hit. Like, you need someone. You need, like, the Cam Reddish like type of situation where a team is just willing to get off this young prospect. I don't know. I don't know. It's the Boston's in a precarious situation. And it's not like this is going to be solved overnight, but I think you're kind of right. Like not making the playoffs might be the best thing for this team and this core.
1: Like long-term. Like I really do. And like, I don't say that like lightly. Like I really do. We're even with like, what this year is and everything. And like, you think oh, this is not really good. Ryan, we're at like $141 million for this team right now. Like, we are over the tax with this team. How is this team not good? And we're like clearly over the tax. Man. Honestly, I mean, tell me like, we dumped Dennis Schroeder for like a top 25 protected first. Just to get under the tax this year.
0: Can you dump Dennis Schroeder for a top 59th protected pick?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, I...
1: Get someone to give us two seconds for him, but like, <laughs> then like, the Celtics don't do any of their second round picks. We suck at drafting.
0: I feel so bad for Dennis Schroeder. Like, can you trade for us? <laughs> and just <laughs> eat the money? No.
1: Uh, that's not allowed. We would... I don't even know how we get the contract there. Uh, I guess Horford and I don't know, Smart, Horford Smart, but that'd be just a disaster. Uh, d- totally doesn't fix any of the problems we need fixed. I- Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It was just a fun thought experiment,
0: though. But like, I don't. I mean, what's the trade out there? Like, who's the team that's wanting to consolidate right now? Like Atlanta, like. What would it take to get John Collins? That's
1: a good question. Like a Horford reunion. Uh, <laughs> I, could you convince them, like Smart and Richardson? But like, I feel like you'd almost have to attach, like, either another one of these young wings or like a pick to that. That's fine. I think if you're getting Collins
0: on return, that's fine.
1: Smart Richardson and Aaron Meesmith. Smart Smart Richardson and uh, Grant Williams. I don't know, Grant Williams maybe can play now. I don't know. But I don't know, does Atlanta like want that many guys?
0: That's the thing. If Atlanta's wanting to consolidate, they're not.
1: Because that's been their problem is they have like eight guys that like all felt like they were starters.
0: Yeah. They I mean, did. could you get like John Collins and like I don't know what Lou Williams is making, probably too much,
1: but <sighs> for like owl, but like I don't know, I don't feel like they say yes to that. We'd have to attach like a first two-pick swaps or something like that to that. Yeah. And I don't know if Atlanta's doing that. That's just the thing is like we've got ourselves in such a bad spot financially on top yeah. of it. It's just like if you're gonna be bad, at least be flexible and bad.
0: This is this is
1: I feel like I relate everything
0: back to the Thunder. This is kind of what the Thunder got themselves into with the later stages of the r- Russ and the rant. Cause like you sign these guys who you think could be fringe guys or helpful guys, and then it turns out they're not a fit for the roster something changes and now you're strapped with this money and you don't want to lose that space on your cap. So you trade for contracts who other guys are overpaid, who are in bad situations. And you kind of just have to cross your fingers and hope it works out. Mm -hmm. And it just leads to teams being broken up. I mean, I don't want to jump ahead too far, but how much longer can Boston do this? Like what's, what's the tolerance for this Brown Tatum? situation you you have your po- pulse on this way better than i do
1: i i think so one i think jalen brown because he's the one i feel like has always talked about as being traded right yeah i feel like he's really cool in boston like he's opened up like a storefront in boston he does a lot of like stuff there like i think he's like more cool with boston than people realize like as a city and living there and playing there and then tatum like I mean, the Celtics aren't trading him. Like, you know, so, and he seems to love it. And fans don't seem to have a problem with either those guys. You know, it, I, I really think, though, this whole, like, the, in ter- terms of the entirety of the team, like the smart bit and everything, like, this has to be figured out in the next, like, two years. Because, Ryan, mm. if you remember, Marcus Smart got an extension. And, Next year, Marcus Smart's making 16 and a half million. The year after that, he's making 18 and a half million. After that, he makes 19.96, he makes 20 million dollars. No one's taking Marcus Smart 20 million dollars. I know, like, supposed to be new TV money by that time and whatever. Like, no one's taking Marcus Smart for 20 million dollars, at least not as a positive asset or a neutral asset. I think this has to be figured out next two years because at that point, then Jalen also could be a free agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, after, not not t- talking about this year, but two years after that, he could be a free agent, like complete free agent, and that's that's concerning. Of like, well if he's like, I love Boston, I I can't play here anymore. Like, I you guys just aren't willing because if Marcus Smart's still on the team in two years, I think that just goes like you're just not willing to try anything new. You're not going to to, like make an adjustment. You're just going to keep pounding our heads into the ground and say, like, no, like, you are the ones that are confused. I think you got this year and two more, but it needs to be resolved before the end of that two year span.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've mentioned this before, but kind of like fighting is one task to find the two stars that you have, right? Mm -hmm. It's another to finish building the team. Like that's the hardest, that's the longest, hardest part. Look at Philadelphia. Look at Boston, Mm -hmm. Oklahoma city in the past. I mean, there's lists and lists of teams who have not been able to do it. And it's a tricky thing. It's a tricky thing to navigate. Um, And uh, you're right. I mean, Boston's got to, if it's not this trade deadline, it has to be this off season.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, Ime, Ime Odoka might have a stroke on the sideline. Do this for much longer. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I mean, that's incredibly, like calm and patient. And he's like, the heck is going on here? It's like, I jo- I joke
0: around, but like, are you about to overpay for like Monte Morris or like Will Barton or someone like that? Like, I we like those. To-
1: We need a point guard. We need a real freaking point guard. And Ryan, if you remember, like, was like a month ago, we had the conversation of, man, if Boston could get Fred Van Fleet, that'd be incredible. And ever since then, Fred Van Fleet's been like, watch this. All-star. All-star. Jabbing the knife a little deeper every time I watch Fred Van Fleet and the Raptors. Because it's just like, this is exactly, this is exactly what I wanted for Boston. You
0: know, this, this might transition nicely into my team, my last team. And I guess we can go ahead and go there. But um, my last team as a seller, as a consolidator, is the Memphis Grizzlies. They've just gone on this incredible run, 11-game win streak. And they kind of have the problem of like Atlanta, but they're actually good, of like 10 guys who can play. This kind of goes back to our point guard conversation with Boston. I mean, Tyus Jones might be a guy you can go get, kind of on the cheap.
1: I'd love it, love it, love Tyus Jones.
0: And he's like, he's kind of on an expiring deal, so maybe you can have a runway where you can figure out if he's a good fit and re-sign him. That could be an interesting player. I mean, Cal Anderson, Jarrett Culver. There's there's a laundry list of contracts here for Memphis that can consolidate into someone else and not selling in the way of like, man, this team's going to start tanking or something like that. They're over 30 wins. They're pretty much a guaranteed playoff spot right now in the West. So I I, I would, I would consolidate if I were Memphis, it's, it's about that time jaws ascending. You know what you have with Jaron Jackson, Jr. That the bench is solid you can really take advantage of consolidating and getting someone here. Mm. You're not getting Jalen Brown Memphis. Like I, have seen those rumors. That's not happening. That's not happening, but you can, you know, maybe get a couple more picks, consolidate, get consulting, get some picks, consolidate and get a couple more guys. One guy. I think Memphis has some of the most flexibility. They have cap room for now. Um, and they have some expiring contracts, so that's going to be appealing for some teams. I think the appetite probably for signing, signing re-signing Kyle Anderson is not going to be super high there. Um. Uh, I, I mean, he can play on any playoff team essentially.
1: Probably one of those like, if we don't trade him, we have a number in mind. If he wants to come back at that number, cool. He right. cool. Right. So, like, see so if you can get anything for him. Sure. Memphis, right. whereas we talked about Boston not being able to draft, Memphis has been able to draft everybody, Just spot on, right? And, and
0: find like guys like I mean, they had Grayson Allen. Yeah, they like let him go, but they find guys on the scrap heap. Like Jarrett Culver kind of looks good now. Like there yeah. might be an appetite to like trade for Jarrett Culver. Yeah,
1: like Conchar came up with like seventeen rebounds the other night. It's a six-five guard. Um, Xavier Tillman, second round pick. Desmond Bain, number 30. You know, like, just that's just what they do. They just find these guys. Um, yeah,
0: Mel- Melton might be someone else who you, who you can look at trading. There's just guys and guys and guys on this team that are just like, I don't know. I, I, I think this team is really fun. I've watched a couple of their games recently, and I think you can still trade away some of these pieces and still be really competitive. Remember, and host a like, playoff series.
1: Yeah, like some teams, like man, we really need like an energy guy. Memphis be like, hey, we got Dylan Brooks here. Yeah, and someone like wrongly talks themselves into like Dylan Brooks or something. <laughs> you know, like, they have... think they're getting Dylan Brooks, but they're
0: getting another Brooks.
1: <laughs> Marshawn, <on.
0: laughs> around still. Uh, I, so I don't know. Like I, I mean I not the transition away from Boston, I guess, but yes. you know, m- you know, Tyus Tyus Jones is a name Boston could go after. Um, you know, teams like Minnesota, like could you use like a Kyle Anderson type that like three four can guard, come off the bench, yeah. shoot it a little bit.
1: Like some consistency.
0: Just consistency. Um you know there there are a lot of those teams, uh, those fringe playoff Western Conference teams who convince themselves into trading for some of these guys and taking flyers on Jared Culver. And I like Jared Culver. I still think he could be a useful asset in the NBA. I'm yeah. not giving I'm not giving up hope on him. I'm not giving up hope on him. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I I just think there's there's some good stuff there in Memphis. And and not to say I have a trade in mind, but I mean it's worth. Worth exploring those trades from Memphis, right? You, you, you go look, you go see, right? Yeah. Why not? You make some calls. I've, tr- I've been trying to get creative with some Ben Simmons trades. I don't see it from Memphis, um, but that you would kind of, work, but yeah, that would be kind of like a fun, like job. Ben Simmons, Jaron Jackson Jr.
1: That's the problem. Those Philly would want one of those two guys in the trade.
0: Yeah, get out of here. Not getting John Morant. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that, I mean, Memphis is definitely my last team. And rest in peace to your Boston Celtics,
1: I guess, for this year. Um, like, I'm still going to watch because I am. But, like, begrudgingly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the face that you just made, Matt, was just said mm-hmm. it all. Carton
1: of Bluebell with me is, like, I eat. And watch them or something you know
0: I uh, this, uh not to bring up Oklahoma City again but I, I will I will bring up Oklahoma City again it's just been the perfect season it has just been you know competitive tank after competitive tank get it really close other night you were leading against Cavaliers ended up losing the game perfect lose yeah. by four to another team perfect just keep it up
1: you get some fun Josh Giddy passes Shay doing his thing you know i door. think i could come up with like a 30 minute highlight
0: reel of josh giddy slinging left-handed passes this season
1: it's ridiculous
0: um and sga just hitting step back 3 after step back 3 it, uh, this team is oddly fun and i, I mean i don't know what they're going to do at the trade deadline uh, apparently Serge Ibaka might be coming back to Oklahoma city for 2 seconds
1: they're going to be doing some stuff so you can hit the salary cap floor
0: I swear, if the Thunder trade for Eric Bledsoe, <laughs> I'm going to lose my mind.
1: You're just trading cut him.
0: Oh, gosh. Oh, man. Well, this has been a fun episode, Matt, even though we had to drive in the knife on your Celtics. Yeah, we
1: did. Hey, Let's end this on a fun note. League pass teams. Who who we got this week? Uh,
0: I got, I'll start this time. I got the Nuggets. Matt, uh because i want to see some Jokic, just absolute absolute fun the rest of the team we kind of hit it at the top it's just a disaster um i'm pulling while i'm pulling up the nuggets team who's your league pass team
1: i'm going with the aforementioned uh charlotte hornets i almost said new orleans (laughs) (laughs) blast from the past there uh no, we talked about the Hornets. They're really fun. I really enjoy this team. So, dipping uh, the toes back in the water with the Charlotte Hornets. Um, they got the Knicks. They got my Celtics. And they got your Thunder uh, coming up. So, honestly. and then the Hawks. So, they might come out of that 4-0. They might not They've got around. a
0: good chance. They're starting 2-0 already against <laughs> playing against the Hawks and Thunder. Those are two guaranteed wins. Uh, So the Nuggets this week uh, kind of have a uh, uh, shorter week of games. Wednesday, we're recording Sunday. They play the Clippers, then they play the Grizzlies on the 21st. And then on the 23rd, they play the Pistons. um, And then they play the Pistons again on the 25th. So some interesting matchups there. It looks like they're 2-0 and already on their record as well going into next week. So, good for them. Um, congratulations to the Nuggets. But, Matt, this has been episode 130. Before we get out of here, do you have anything else you want to add? No.
1: <laughs> I'm emotionally wrecked after this weekend.
0: <laughs> the Patriots losing, the Celtics being a train wreck. As, uh, if the Red Sox show up and suck this, off se- or this next season, is Boston just going to, like,
1: melt? It, it, someone might set city on fire.
0: Yeah, you might have another Boston Tea Party, huh?
1: Well, oh, what's the worst that can happen? Good things happen most time.
0: <laughs> Anyways, that's been episode one hundred and thirty. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you back at um, episode one hundred and thirty-one.
1: Yeah.